Shamora on SAFM is called Bad Boys. We've got the Supremes coming up in a moment. But talking of Supreme, 30 seconds in the 2021 Dakar Rally. Brian Baragwanath, co-driver Tay Perry, join us via Skype. Uh, via Skype. Brian, are you still in Saudi Arabia? Yes, we uh, just got back to our hotel. What is it like finishing a Dakar Rally in a car? Uh, finishing on a in a car to me has been a lot easier than finishing it on a bike. I think say, say the same. I I don't think it's easier mentally. <laughs> uh, Brian, you you've done it on a quad before, is that right? Yes. And Tay did it on the motorcycle last year. Tay, I, I have to tell you, and I don't know if you've been... I, I've been trying to get an interview with you for a year since your finish last year. And I wasn't successful because you're a very busy lady. My producer managed to line it up in two days. So I, I'm not talking to him anymore. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's start at the beginning. Talk us about... Uh, let, let's start with you, Brian. How did all of this... It's a fascinating entry into this year's Dakar for you yeah it's uh it's it's been a dream always to get into the cars it's a uh, it's a big step and it's very competitive the the car category <laughs> but uh so in 2016 after my last Dakar I actually got a complicated elbow injury and then I decided to really make the big step into into cars and started working uh, at Century Racing in 2018 as a test driver and engineer and uh Slowly, we managed to get all the sponsors together and, and Century Racing uh, put their belief in us, and, and here we are. Talk us about the car. What is it? It's uh, it's called a Century Racing CR6. CR6 is the model. Uh, Century Racing is the company that builds it. Uh, it's, it's basically a two-wheel drive buggy with a windscreen. Uh... <laughs> right, you see, have we lost the Skype line? Being very brave, getting an internet connection through to Saudi Arabia. All right, we seem to have lost our uh, our guest, Brian Baragwanath, and co-driver Tay it's, Perry. There, sorry, we we lost you there. So you're telling us it's a buggy with a windscreen? Yes, it's got a seven thousand cc uh, engine in uh, Chevrolet uh, uh, LS seven yeah. engine in it, and it's uh, it got a sequential rally gearbox, uh, good suspension. So it's just basically. Everything's built in us in South Africa. Tay, is it a comfortable car to drive in? I would say so. It's uh, it's got aircon. It's got oh, wow. you can control inside. <laughs> it's, it's it's a very complex uh, piece of machinery. <laughs> I'm surprised it has aircon in. I thought you guys just suffered in the heat for eight hours a day. It, it's not always working. <laughs> What are the it's, issues? It's a, Sorry, go ahead. It's class. It's it's at the top of its class in, in the rally category. You know, for us to be competing against the best mm. factory teams in the world, it's not just a buggy as per se. It's it's a yeah. it's a two wheel drive supreme car. Yeah, we're there to take on the rest. So, <laughs> uh, talk us through a, a day in the Dakar Rally for you. I mean, it, it looks wonderful when you see the big boys going in, and I'm sure they've got multiple mechanics and uh, and lovely bivouacs to stay at. What is it like for you guys down towards the bottom of the field? I, I always compare Dakar to being in the army. Not that I've been in the army, but you literally, it's, it's all about getting in routine. Every day you wake up, you rush to breakfast, you rush to the next point, you rush to, to get to the start. 
and and to get every every piece and part done uh, for the day you know uh, it, it's 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 all about just getting that routine 100 percent and and doing that it's it's like doing a, a local uh, race in south africa you know what we do we do seven races a year in south africa here we do 12 races in 12 days so sure. every day just got to wake up and do the next race here really hard on the mechanics as well because they work through the night uh, we get back from a stage and then, then then the team works through the night to get the car ready the next day sure when does when uh, just explain what the co-driver does in the dakot eh? uh well the co-driver is is a little bit like the the director in the car i would say <laughs> <laughs> with, with, without me brian isn't getting very far <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm supposed to be the boss. All right, okay. Uh, I have my equipment in front of me and my book that we get in the morning, 15 minutes before the start line. Mm-hmm. And then I get to jot down little notes we get the night before, um, little complicated notes. And uh, this year, the roadbooks have been very complicated. So it, it's been tough. So it feels great to be at the end. And we've we've learned a lot uh, working together with on the roadbook and in the car. So... Yeah, it's been good. So, Brian, you have no idea where you're going on a day. Is that correct? Well, we know which time we're starting and which time we're ending in. But <laughs> in between that, we don't have a great idea. No. In between uh, that, it's a lot of shouting in the car. <laughs> I, imagine, yeah. I imagine the engines are not quiet and you're riding over sand. So you've got sand in your face and it must be making a hell of a noise in the bottom of the car. How do you communicate with each other? We've got quite a good intercom system uh, within our helmets, and then uh, this this year's Dakar has been complicated in the navigation, where we work on compass heading most of the time. So, as we go through the dunes, they give us a compass heading, and and then a distance, and say, okay, go three k's through the dunes and this compass heading, and then hopefully. And there is no straight lining there, so. Yeah, if we go straight enough, hopefully we get the waypoint at the end of that compass heading, and as soon as our GPS beeps green, we know, woohoo, we got it. And then, to the next one. Yeah, and on the second day, we lost all comms in the car, which was interesting. <laughs> okay, hold on. Before we get into that, so you don't have a GPS route, as per se, that shows you all the different waypoints. You you literally get given a direction and you head that way. You, you literally have it all on paper in notes in front of you and you have to find your way and then waypoints will open up when you're close enough to them. Wow. And that's the only way you know you're on the right course. <laughs> So, okay, so if you're traveling, I don't know, let's say you're, you're being told to head due north, zero degrees, you're traveling zero degrees, but there's a dune at a ridiculous angle in front of you that you that is now between you and where you want to be, what do you do? Uh, you go around it and you make calculations on how much you need to either subtract or add to your odometers and you hope that you're still in the right direction afterwards. <laughs> I know it sounds silly, Brian, but why don't you just follow the car in front of you? Well, uh, that's Some always do. easier said than done, but there's usually tracks going all over the place. So. Yeah, you take that risk of being horribly wrong. Okay, we, so um, we yeah. had a good qualifying this this race, so we qualified second uh, overall at the same time as Nasser Altier. Mm. Going into the first stage, it wasn't the best strategy, you know, us being rookie <laughs> navigators. Sort of opening the road, <laughs> the field. Hopefully they didn't follow you if you got lost, I guess, is the thing. You could follow somebody who's getting very lost. Yeah, yeah. So needless to say, the first stage, we did get quite lost. 
Uh, you guys had a very successful one. Talk us through what was what was the highlight? You did top three in one stage, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So we got a we got second on the stage, the the stage that Canil won. So it was very special to have two South Africans uh, first and second on on one of the stages. I think that was probably the highlight of, of the race. Um, after that, uh, we were going really steady. I think we we could have quite easily pulled off a top five at this Dakar, but uh, on the marathon stage, we broke a suspension part, which put us out of the, the contentions. Luckily, we were still in the race. It could have been over. Yeah. Uh, explain, I, I know Shadil had plenty, and, and as did, um, I forget, I know his first, Nasser Alatia. They had tire problems. Did you have the same problems as well? Uh, to an extent, uh, we run bigger tires than them, so we don't get punctures as easily. But uh, even when we push hard, we also get punctures. I know they've been complaining, saying their tires are really soft. But mm. uh, even even with the, the the guys are saying the buggies are so much better. We 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 run the same tires that the that the winning guys have been running. It's a 37 inch tire versus a 33 inch tire, and uh, the guys say that that's such a disadvantage. But I also do believe it's it's got to do with the driving style as well. So yeah. when we tried to push, we also just got punctures all the time. It's it's a it's a measure of, of, of you can't go flat out in the rocks. You mm. you need to. The, the terrain out there is very rough and rugged and uh, sharp rocks everywhere. So if you're pushing wrong, you're gonna make it punctures out there. And when when we say punctures, I, I was looking at a video you posted. I think this morning or yesterday. It's not just a little hole like I would get in a road tire. The tire is almost shredded. Yeah, yeah. So our tires are really, really strong. The BF Goodrich tires, uh, it's an amazing tire. Um, but if you see the things that we go through and the things that we hit, yeah. it's it's actually mind-boggling that, that, <laughs> that they can handle it. That they can handle it. Um, so usually when we do get a puncture, it's a, it's it's something that's destroyed the tire. It's not it's right. not a, just a little thought that's gone through the tire. It's a, at one stage we actually found a rock inside the tire. <laughs> a rock. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the difference Tay, between being on the back on, on the top of a motorcycle and being inside of a car it must be a completely different experience which one do you prefer now when you're finished um i hate to compare the two because i, I love them both equally i mean mm. i wouldn't be in the car if it wasn't for for me being on the bike and uh i i love being in the car and i, and I hope to push with brian and, and see where we can get with it because I, I think we can do very well did you miss the bike at a point? I I missed certain things, uh, probably being in control. But mm. I I think this is very good for me, and uh, that's the main thing. I'm I'm moving forward, and it's all positive and learning and experience. So I'm I'm glad and I'm grateful to the team and to Brian for, for where I am right now. And Brian, you used to do it on a quad, also you know, in charge, just a helmet and you in the wind. Was it different for you as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said before, we we knew in this category and the fact that we're able to contend with the best in the world in, mm. in the car category has been has been really special. So just this, just the fact to go into a new category and, and uh, be doing so well is is uh, you know sort of uh, been electrifying. As to say, uh, it's it, it's it's a super super fast pace. It's super aggressive. It's super uh, um, competitive. So, pressure. yeah, the pressure, the, it's, it's so intense. I cannot describe it until you're there, but it's, it's, it's flat out all day long. And there's, 
literally every time we make a navigation mistake or something, it'll be 30 seconds, but that 30 seconds can cost you quite a few uh, positions at the stage result. Just explain yeah. how the Dakar works. There's a special stage. Is that the one that is timed? How, do, how, does the, how is the winner decided in a Dakar rally? Uh, in in a DACA, we have like 12 stages and then each stage will have a, a liaison before the special stage and a liaison after the special. The special is actually the racing section. The liaison we just do to get to the racing section. And then the racing section will be calculated overall and that'll be our position overall. That, that'll count. But if we cause, let's say we uh, don't get to our, like on the timetable, we're very specific times we have to be at the start. If we don't get there or we're speeding in the liaison, it'll give penalties and, and time penalties to our main racing time. So we have to be very careful in liaison, even though it doesn't really matter for the racing stage. Mm. And how fast is the liaison then? Um, they'll probably cap us usually at 1.30. <laughs> so we oh, have okay. to get to everything 1.30 and then you get to the racing stage and it's 1.80. <laughs> 180 k's an hour through sands and rocks it doesn't matter what it is it's foot flat to the floor right yeah yeah it's 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 been very intense and in going through some of these dry riverbed sections and uh, we sort of we, we're not allowed to go over 180 so your your buzzers and your your speed alarms come on we we managed to be one of the first guys to get this <laughs> the speeding fine for going over 180. yeah they find you and give you a time penalty <laughs> But it, it gets very intense when you're overtaking because we overtake a lot of bikers as well. Right. So you, you end up getting into these sections where you're in the dust yeah. trying to buzz. The, so we need to buzz the bikers to warn them that we're coming. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of things going on with the overtake. And then at the same time, you're dodging trees and dodging camel grass and, and all that. that and watching your speed at the same time, and which is very speed, difficult. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's why you got a co-driver to be able to help you to be able to do all of these things at the same time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's, the co-driver is definitely not bored. Yeah, I, I've got like four brains in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and to be able to read a piece of paper when you're bouncing along at 180 k's an hour. Yeah, exactly. And and clicking buttons at the same time and, and checking that the car's okay with Brian. It's it's insane, but yeah, we, we're loving it. <laughs> okay. For me, I... I yeah. yes. Get nauseous reading a book in the car. I don't know how Tay does it when she when we go through the dunes and we've got negative G's and we're flying over the dunes. It's it's crazy. Okay, uh, so you finish the stage. I imagine you must be hot and dusty and gross. Is it straight into the shower? Into uh, have something to eat? Fall asleep? And uh, not always. <laughs> no, usually there's a there's quite a. And, and a plan of attack. A debrief. Is, you know, there's yeah. a debrief with the team. We come in, we, we give them the list of things we need to get done on the car, yeah. uh, where we sort of need to up our performance. Sometimes we open the suspension and we change settings in the suspension. We change tuning on the engines. Uh, you know, to be competitive, there's there's a lot more going on than, than just uh, having a shower and going to bed every night. Yeah, we do strictly try and try to go eat and then uh, focus on the cars. Sometimes we might not even get the shower in, but we do try. Sleep is very important as well, which is difficult to get in the bivouac. And I imagine the sponsors are putting cameras and microphones in your face and they want to get their 10 cents worth as well, don't they? Yeah, the dirt's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they pay your salaries. 
we need to make time for 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 the media as well. So it's it's always very very busy. Now the the two of you have paired up. It sounds like it's a successful pairing. What's next? Well, we need to uh, get a new program for for next year in terms of sponsors. We we made it by the hair of our teeth this year, and uh, we're very thankful being with it being such a tough year to get sponsors that yeah. we've made it to. That us, we so. even got to Dakar in the first place was was amazing. Yeah, so we'll we'll have to see what what comes of light. Uh, but it's 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 a very big, uh, intensive program to to set up. So we haven't quite confirmed our plans for this year. Yeah. Uh, but we tend to one. We should be going back to Dakar. That's our main aim. If, if mm. we can, we would like to do other races like Sopra Rally and, and some other FIA World Championship races. Uh, but uh, those no are, down. yeah, those those are low exposure races, which cost a lot of money, but yeah. they're very good in terms of experience. So we would like to get there, but uh, we'll see what sponsors come about. Brian Barragwanath, Tay Perry, thank you very much. I'm sure you want to go have a snooze and a shower. Thanks very much for joining us on Sport Tracks. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for the chat. Century Racing Duo, Brian Barragwanath and Tay Perry joining us live from Saudi Arabia.